Welcome to the Spiritual Twins Podcast hosted by Kat and Ariana. Please enjoy the journey. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited because we're here with a guest today. His name's Johnny. He's a filmmaker. He's a writer. He's a healer. He's a self-projected projector in human design, which makes him a perfect guest. Um, he's super, super wise. And today, Johnny's going to talk to us about demystifying spirituality, and specifically to honor Scorpio season, we're going to dive right into the shadow. So welcome, Johnny. Thank you for having me. Thank you, shadow. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny, if you could first, if you'd like to just kind of introduce yourself and how your spiritual journey, your spiritual path started for you. Yeah, I was, I was actually thinking about that the other day in terms of... Uh, uh, remembering that I started to work with plant medicines when I was 13 wow. in, in, uh, in Canada and uh, I forgot about it till recently being in the sort of epicenter of plant medicines mm -hmm. <laughs> like what's all this about and um, you know it kind of opens you up to the an energy beyond your ego encapsulated identity you know that there's a force bigger than you that's that's that I'd always been tuned into I think since a little child and then you know in traditional cultures they they usually start to work with plant medicines at that initiation time from childhood to adolescence and I just didn't ha I didn't happen to have a shaman I just had you know intuition <laughs> and had access and then uh I went from there to actually got my uh, reflexology certification at 17 and then went to uh, Israel uh, at 20 and Egypt and started to learn about mystery schools and living in an organic garden and, you know, being around mystics and healers. And I recognized that... Uh, there was such a thing as healing, you know, even that that's actually, it's our true nature and it's what we're here to do on the planet. We come to heal, you know, if you're heal, if you heal and hold, you don't come to this planet. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you got, we got stuff to uh, work out within, within our human beingness. And so demystifying spirituality often, often we, we want to sometimes bypass our human condition. Because right? it's messy, it's mm -hmm. complex, it's genders and sex mm -hmm. and emotions and pain and fear and mm -hmm. and creativity. It's got you know it doesn't just have all of the dark, but it has a, it's a it's a bigger bandwidth than uh, than what, what we usually you know buy in for when we say let's go down the spiritual path mm -hmm. well, you're gonna go down the spiritual path you're going down the how do I be human path mm. in a more artful authentic graceful manner yes. you know, and show up with uh, with all of that we can in our uh, in our various situations and relationships and career spaces and all that and um, so yeah, so I went from there after I got back from Israel, started working 
addiction treatment centers, creating them, uh, creating resource centers for people that were healing. This was all in my early 20s, you know, so looking back and thinking it was, it was pretty radical at the time. Uh, I've always been like, I've always done things that I don't know what I'm doing till later. <laughs> you know, it's like you go down the path and you're like, oh, that's what this is about. So it kind of always feels like I've been on the leading edge of the collective. Mm -hmm. And I'm very tuned in with uh, the collective unconscious, my unconscious. I'm very, you know, Carl Jung talks about you know, the journey of making the uh, unconscious conscious. Mm -hmm. It's the process of individuation, mm -hmm. you know. So you have to be brave. This is not a uh, this is not a game for uh, for the for the for the frightened and the uh, avoidant. Right. It takes courage to mm -hmm. uh, to to step fully into your uh, healing power and your creative light and your you know it's uh, you know and sometimes you're less brave and sometimes you're you know you're all in. Right. And uh, and then I was I was a yoga teacher for ten years. And studied with many of the masters that were around, both Eastern and Western. And then uh, went from there into filmmaking and moved from Canada to Los Angeles. And uh, I've been wanting to plug my film project, uh, Makwa, it's called. Cool. It's going to be coming out. It's about, uh, <clears throat> it's about an indigenous young woman who uh, was working with her detective father to look for a killer. And she has to reclaim her power and her healing and her overcome her wounding and finds that the solution to what they're looking for is within her own culture. So shadow work. The shadow work. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day too. I was like, oh, because story medicine is, is very powerful medicine. It's the most ancient medicine that I know of that's available and I come from a lineage of storytellers mm -hmm. all the way back into Iceland and, and Ireland and um, it's something that if you can do well and if you can incorporate the shadow elements and the light elements you can guide people on their journey mm -hmm. and uh, take people down a, a good story medicine and it changes people's lives right? yeah. so uh, that's been a big part of my life of late and, and as a storyteller you have you have to become a a kind of a you have to have an open vision and you can't be afraid of what comes through and you have to go where the story is going to take you yeah and you have to have you have to understand human psychology and mm -hmm. behavior and yeah. the shadow and conflicts and relationships yeah. and you know all of those all of those spaces so it's uh it's as more it's it's easily more interesting mm -hmm. to me than a yoga posture sure, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. as much as i <laughs> as much as i guided people deeply yeah. into those spaces for a good decade i i find that uh there's a certain limitation to that to that strip path of uh mm -hmm. of yoga i i, I have you know I believe. I don't want to diss any yoga teachers out there, but you know, <laughs> like me. No, but yeah, but but, but, it's, yeah, but sometimes. Agreed. So so talk about demystifying spirituality. Sometimes it's challenging to bring in the human complexity into those spiritual spaces, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like how do we, you know, like 
hey, are you feeling wounded today in your practice? Uh, are you okay to cry? Yeah. Are you, you know? You could do like storytelling and yoga teaching too. That's what I was talking to someone the other day about um, the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell mm-hmm. was inspired by Jung and how, I mean, how all our whole life is a hero's journey, right? Same. Yeah. And that storytelling, you know, I agree, the most powerful way that we connect as humans is through stories, whether it's, you know, mis- like mystical stories or our own personal stories. Yeah, or our own narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to frame the practices, the spiritual practices in that way, but I've also found that, like, I remember one time, <laughs> I remember one t- one time, well, there's two times. Okay, there's two times I'll tell about my yoga career. The first time was the very first time I was, I had trained, I had studied for years. And I know that like sometimes you have a barrier when you go to be a, you go, go to study and then you go and you be a teacher. Sometimes you don't feel like you're worthy of it. Oh, I got to put more yes. in and what gives me the right to do this. And then some, then you Something break you through. Yeah. yeah, and then you break through and you just yeah. get the training and you do it. So I remember the very first class that I taught, uh, it was at a community center. And about five minutes into the class, I, I did trick and awesome or something like that, and I split my pants <laughs> from my navel all the way to the back, right? And I was just like, I, well, I, only, I copped it. I said, well, as everybody can tell, I've split my pants, right? But it, but it kind of like set, it set, as a teacher, it set the tone for all of my teachings. Yeah. Like it was like that. Like you want to be a teacher? This is what it is. That's the, humanity. This is humanity. <laughs> this is the mistake that's not the mistake. Yeah. This is the you know the humor in right. the dense places that we go yeah. into. You know, yeah. and the kind of like whatever you do, have a level of seriousness to it and discipline and. It's not an either or, it's an and, yes. don't take it that serious. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, sometimes we get like, oh, this is very serious. And the, yeah, and do that yeah. and have a bubble of levity <laughs> yeah. and humor around it, right? Right, that's, like, that's shadow too, exactly. you know, because people can find shame in that. Yeah, they can find shame. Shame, shame and, and particularly around spiritual things. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, don't. Don't make it that light or that humorous mm-hmm. because this yeah. is we're doing serious work. Yeah. Right so I'm like, yeah, I'm not really buying. Well, spirit didn't let me buy into that. Right. It's just like this is your initiation as a teacher. You split your pants. This is there funny. You go. This is humorous. It's it's also this is sexuality. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the lower body of okay. This is good. This is Kundalini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all those forces that are going to bust open whether you want to control it or not like you want to deny it or not it's there yeah. right so back over to scorpio scorpio rules kundalini right mm-hmm. so i'm essentially a kundalini initiate I, I i've been on the path of the kundalini awakening more than anything mm-hmm. it's my kind of through line of my of, of all of my art i use it i use kundalini to express my art i use it to heal it's a force that we all have you know mm-hmm. i recently came across the term Satyamama, which is the serpent from the Amazon, right? So I was like, we talk about Pachamama, I was like, yeah. oh. So this is just recently, I'm like, oh, Satyamama, Satyamama, <laughs> you know? Like this beautiful yeah. uh, serpent that's t- in the Amazon forest that, that's 
that rises to to let go of destruction and darkness on the, on the planet, right? Yeah. And, uh, and the image that I saw was like a beautiful serpent rising up as a kind of a rainbow, like very light colors and elevated. And uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, Scorpio season. Scorpio season is well, that that energy is not just sitting over in the jungle mm -hmm. or in the mountain or in some pretty picture, it's within us, mm -hmm. yes. right? So say hello to the Kundalini, right, <laughs> in, in the body, and that's going to use that force, which is the most powerful healing force. It's what mm -hmm. the plant medicines activate, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they activate that energy yeah. and clear up space for that Kundalini to rise up through. Mm -hmm. That's why you get because you've re reduced the resistances around those the kundalini from coming up, so <clears throat> you start going, you start saying a lot of kundalini in your life. You, it's a practice of surrender. Like it will mess up your ego, your ego containers or limitations. The construct. The construct. It will burn through that all the time, and. Uh, so it's 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 an interesting path yeah. to be like okay I, I I respect that kundalini I work with that kundalini uh, I honor that life force and particularly in, in uh, the Scorpio season it's like it's more available it's you know the sun is in the constellation of kundalini let's call it that so like okay how do we say hello what's kundalini do it's going to transform us it's going to transmute us. It's going to transmute denser energies into lighter energies. It's going to highlight places where we're constricted. The sh shame, yeah. trauma, mm. uh, 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 pain, uh, ego limitations. Where are we holding back our gifts? Where are we holding back our love? Where are we holding back our light? Where are we holding back our authentic voice? Mm. It, you know, so when Kundalini's up, <laughs> Use it, yeah. <laughs> you know, like ritual it, dance it, move it, express it. Just even an honoring that it's more available that energy on the planet. Right. Uh, and so to use it to in benefit of your own evolution, and, uh, and uh, it's an evolutionary force, Kundalini. So you can use it to evolve and service and to create and to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very internal practice also, because yeah. you, you, Scorpio invites you to go inside. So it's a yeah. sort of X-ray visions inside the psyche, yeah. you know? So second yoga teaching experience <laughs> I was going through, a, it was a heartbreak in teaching in Toronto. I was like really going through a lot of grief and it was up, you know? And I remember like starting the class and like, oh, I was just starting to bawl my eyes out. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'll be right back. And then stepping outside, hold that pose, <laughs> stepping outside the room, you know, just breathing, coming back, teaching a few more poses mm -hmm. and coming back, right? Well, you model the process. Yeah. Right? You model yeah. the process. Right. So, was that every day that I showed up that way? No, they probably wouldn't have come back, <laughs> you know. But that yeah. was that day, you know. 
so that day was the activation on my own healing. Yeah. That day is the do the do the best you can to to honor your commitments yeah. and honor the people who've come and yeah. showed up, but also honor your own healing and honor mm. your own uh, journey. Showing up as your authentic Showing self. Showing up as your authentic self. Now, is it my vulnerable, gushing, pain body the best place that I like to show up? Not particularly. No. It's not on my highlight reel of classes. But that's what you have to do to step into your power. That's what you have to do. You have to you have to be all of it, you know, and the Scorpio season is about feeling. So we avoid feeling. Well talk about feeling. So so let's let's keep going into the shadow. What's in the shadow on the spiritual practice path? Feelings. Okay? Sitting with feelings. Feeling feelings. You know, and sometimes they're completely numb and you're cut off from it and it's anger and it's complicated emotions that are not permission permissible in the society, particularly with the female gender. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So let's speak to the goddesses. You know? The suppression. The suppression of the voice mm-hmm. to allow those feelings to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, women have yeah. been you know we'll go back to the witch times where they're crucified for it. Right, so. You're speaking to like my whole experience just within the past week. Like, <laughs> yeah. like literally everything you're talking about, this has all been coming up. Like Scorpio season is loud. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, you know, as a, what am I, guide, model, um, uh, initiate, uh, space holder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> space holder for the collective is I you know some of the some of the most powerful places places spaces I've been in is when you hold the hold the space for people whose voices or pain or emotions are don't necessarily trust that to come up right? so they've been shamed around it they've been grew up in places where in cultures and in places and in planets yeah. <laughs> where it's not okay to have a voice and uh I've been very determined on my whole journey to to find those give give as much permission and to see as much as I can for people to have voices. The other day, I was standing with a friend in uh, at the church over there, the white church. She, she came and was meeting me for I was going to give her a Reiki session, and we were sitting there talking, and an old Quechua woman came up. She, she was easily in her hundreds and maybe 105, you could tell. And she put her flowers at the church door and she just started to weep. Mm-hmm. Like it was just the sorrow of sorrows that you can only access when you're 105. Mm-hmm. And she was calling out to her mother and father, right? mm-hmm. like, I'm coming, papi and mommy, right? So I'm sitting there with my friend and we're like, you know, it's heartbreaking, you know. And she's alone. You could tell that her her family had probably gone on. Her husband had probably left, you know. But you could also tell that this church was her home. Mm-hmm. You know that she would have probably grown up there as a little child and been baptized there and seen weddings. And, you know, so she came to this place. 
So maybe about 15 minutes in, I asked my friend if I could borrow her coconut water. And I walked, the woman had sort of sat down a little bit, still mourning and grieving. And I, I offered her the, the cocoa milk and she took it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, gracias, papi, gracias. And then maybe about 15 minutes later, she got up because it was a jar. So I went over to get the jar and she's, I gave her a hug and uh, she didn't quite know what to do with a sort of Western white male hug. <laughs> I'm not sure if she'd ever experienced yeah. it before, but she accepted it you uh -huh, know, uh -huh. as best she could. And then my friend brought out a, she was a young, younger, so just on the path. And so she brought out a shaker to start shaking, you know, with like a little, you know, little rattle. And it was an egg. And I'm like, okay. And the woman sort of looked at her strange and she reached for the egg and she picked it up and smelt it. Like, she didn't know what this was, you know. And she took it. <laughs> and, but so it's something, there's something around when you're, when you're, when you're healing, when you're a space holder for healing, you don't have to do anything. You know, you don't have to shake. You don't smudge. You can you can do these things maybe. You can smudge maybe, sing maybe, but the psyche knows how to heal, right? And, and particularly when it's in a safe environment, right? When it feels safe, the hike the psyche will heal every time. It's just it just it knows how to survive. It knows how to unguard itself. So that woman coming to that place, to that door, that was her safe spot. And I, I don't know, and maybe possible that by me and my friend standing back and being human beings in the presence of her suffering, maybe she went a little further. Maybe she felt a little safer in the company of, of other human beings. Um, but we didn't do anything. You know, I offered her water at the right time or coconut water at the right time. So often as healers and medicine people, you know, we get all these trainings and all these techniques mm -hmm. and we think we're supposed to use them. Yeah. <laughs> we put them on our we put them on our brochures and our website. These are all the tools and techniques that I do. Well <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> do those when appropriate, but if you can hold a space in the presence of another person's suffering and grief, it's all that is necessary, and it's powerful. And what happens, though, sometimes is that people's pain and suffering and release and healing triggers us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and so therefore, we have to feel like we need to do something. Our pain our suffering, our healing triggers us. Yeah. Right? Therefore, yeah. oh, I better go to the store and yeah. buy some shoes you know, right. or whatever. Right. You know? I better do something around this yeah. as opposed to, well, can I sit with it? Can I feel deeper into it? Can I trust in my psyche's magic abilities to heal and transmute? 
Can I trust in my inner alchemist? Mm -hmm. Can I trust in my shadow shaman to do the work? It's almost like we're afraid to be human. We're afraid to be human. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's it's vulnerable to be human. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... But it's our greatest gift, like our shadows, like our... That's our power. It is, yeah. There's a lot, and and it's powerful to be human. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're stepping into your power as a human being embodied, you know, oftentimes, most of the time when we're walking around, I'm a clairvoyant. Okay, so I see things. I see dead people. <laughs> I see alive people too. I see alive people. <laughs> I see a lot of people more than actually dead people. I see. You can look. Right? You can, everyone has that ability. It's not. It's just you train. I'm trained or intern. But most of the time, people are walking around and their spirit's not in their body. It's hovering somewhere above it. You know, and the, and for sometimes people live their whole lives that way. It's like if they hit a pain picture when they're two. Yeah. You know, they didn't get the love they wanted at the time mm-hmm. they wanted in the way they wanted it from whoever they wanted it from, yeah. <laughs> which is everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right? in those early mm-hmm. developmental years, the, the spirit just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not staying here. Right. You, know, you can, you can look, you know, you can function, you can, you can create great enterprises and have, mm-hmm. be very successful, but also your spirit. Is can be hovering above your sure. your human body, so part of the journey, of, you know, is let let that spirit come in. You know, let let you know we we chose a body for a reason. You know? Even though it's got our generational trauma and our personal pain and our inadequacies and our confusions and complex complexities. There's beautiful experiences in their life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. dancing, great sex, mm-hmm. uh, great, med- food. great food, <laughs> medicine, all the things and all the delicacies. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know of a more delicious delicacy of when your spirit comes into your body mm-hmm. and says hello to your humanness. Mm-hmm. It's a sweet, sweet space. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... You know, often we're on the spiritual journey, we're wanting to be more in the spirit. That's easy. You know, you want to be in fully spirit, wait till you die, you'll be fully spirit. No. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll get your chance, it'll come, it's coming for yeah. everybody. You know, but we're here to, to expand our comfort zone of the human experience, yeah. right? To yeah. really lean into the bandwidth of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a lot of transmutation. It's a lot of uh, uh, healing work. It's a lot of missteps. It's a lot of mistakes. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you want to learn the spiritual path, get used to mistakes. You know? yeah. Just say, hey, this is, there's going to be a lot of mistakes on this journey. <laughs> okay? yeah. There's going to be a lot of missteps. There's going to be a lot of, oh, there's Johnny falling on his face again mm-hmm. one more time. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's just, and you go, oh, yeah, you kind of, you know, you embarrassed maybe for a second. Yeah. Did I, did I, uh, did I hurt anybody in the making of this movie? Uh, you know, or did I, you know, do you kind of do it, try to do it more artfully. So you're, in your stumbling, 
Rumi would call it your stumbling to ecstasy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you know, maybe in that process, in your pain transmutation process, is that you're you're delivering it a little bit less to another person. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just a little bit less than the day before, you know. But sometimes we get activated and we trigger and we're walking yeah. around, you know, bleeding. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's that it's that just a little more artful as they call it one of my yoga teachers. Just a little more artful. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. Yeah. Not finished. Yeah. Not complete. A little more lighter. A little lighter. We talk a lot about compassion. A lot yeah, of compassion. yeah. A little, little, little more grace you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> through the yeah. through the drama of the human condition. Yeah. You know, and that takes practice. Yeah. And it takes gentle compassion to yourself, right? Embracing all of your complexities and and your unconsciousness. No one is that I have met is completely conscious. Yeah, right. right. Uh, they're not a human beings. You know? Right. Maybe some ascended masters, yeah. archangels, maybe you know, something like that. But human beings, no. We're we are tapped into our own unconsciousness, and yeah. so it's worthwhile on the spiritual journey to acquaint yourself with the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Acquaint yourself with your shadow. You know. Do rituals around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paint it. <laughs> Speak it. Yeah. Yeah. Be okay with it. You know, find a community that a community of like-minded souls that recognize the shadow as a place here. Yeah. You know, um, I've been to, I've lived in community centers or yoga centers and spiritual places where the shadow was not very integrated. Spiritual bypass. Spiritual bypass. Love and light. Yeah, yeah. love and light yeah. and gurus and you know perfect lines, perfect light lines. You know, and what I've seen, what I've seen pretty much every time is the shadow comes in and destroys yeah. those places. Because that's yeah. like ignoring our wholeness, isn't it? Like it's if you if we we don't recognize our shadow, it's we're not recognizing our full selves. And how can you step into your fullest, most authentic self if you're not recognizing that exactly. shadow? Exactly. So one of the things that happens, and I'm a big you know I'm a teacher. <laughs> I've taught teachers, and I go to teachers, I've had hundreds of teachers, I'm all about teachers, um, but there's the idea of projection around teaching, right, so mm-hmm. particularly in the spiritual journey, so you come to a teacher and that teacher only shows you their light, Yeah. Right? so you project your light onto their light, uh-huh. and then you're done, <laughs> you're finished, but they do that because that's what they're selling. They're yeah. selling light, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to speak that loudly so yeah. the universe here, stop selling light. Spiritual entrepreneurship. Because you know? it's, it's, light is seductive. It's got yeah. perfect things and nice brochures and, oh, you follow these steps and you do all these mm-hmm. things and then you're the light that the teacher is selling. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nonsense. Yeah. All right? So sell the human being. Mm-hmm. Sell how to be a human being, which is part of your light part of your shadow, part of your complexities. And if nobody wants to buy it, it doesn't fucking matter because that's that's what's going to be of value, particularly in these times that we're in, yeah. you know, on the planet. Yeah. We don't, we need human workers, 
Maybe there's maybe that's a new word. I, I, I call it like I feel like I'm a spokesperson for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I use the word light worker, light. but I'm also but I just, you know, let's coin human worker. Mm -hmm. Let's let's how to be more human being mm -hmm. uh, and, and more authentically human, more connected to all of our humanness, because mm -hmm. that's 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 what's ultimately going to serve somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, serve serve humanity is it's not not perfect light paths mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just, just kind of nonsense but it also you know it breeds into spiritual narcissism you know and you know guru projections and all that kind of nonsense you know which is still surprisingly still prevalent you know I've been through many of those cycles with with gurus and teachers mm -hmm. right and see how uh, it's, it's it's a delicate process. Yeah. It doesn't serve anybody to allow those projections to come onto you. Mm -hmm. You gotta you gotta you gotta project them back to empower people, right? <laughs> you know, don't take those de deflections, even if it's even if you're it's paying your mortgage, mm -hmm. you know, especially if it's paying your mortgage. Right. And um, so. Um, we're going to take a break, and hey, yeah. we'll be right back with part two of this wonderful conversation. Thank you, Johnny.